Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Win, pod, repeat. Coming at you, Sam Anthony, Spencer Wellington, here, live, as always. Um, had a week off, but we're back at it now. Um, just wanted to give the Red Sox a little bit of time to win a series before we came back and uh, podcast. And they did. They came back. They beat the New York Yankees. Um, Spencer, what's going on, man? Um, we are following the rules this week. Uh, and we followed the rules last last week. Like, this has been a change for us. We They won. Now we're, we're podcasting. Yeah. Um, so if the Red Sox continue to win, then we will continue to podcast. That's how this will work. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we beat the Yankees. That was unexpected, at least for me. Um, winning three out of four period was unexpected. Um, so let's see. We lost both games to the Braves last week, right? And that was yep. after losing three out of four to the Royals. Correct. God, when we lost three out of four to the Royals, I was, I was pretty much done. Like that was, yep. that was pretty much it for me. And now we, we beat the Yankees one, two out of three. And um, you know, like I told you, they're pulling me back in. I can feel it. You know, we're gonna probably sweep the Pirates because they're god awful, and I'm gonna be back in. And they'll probably just lose to the Orioles because, you know, they just want me to feel pain. That's basically what the season has been. Yeah, so like, so as we record this, obviously, Red Sox are in the middle of their game against the Pirates, up 5-0 in the third inning right now. Um, it's nice. I will say, watching that first inning and seeing Mitch Keller just absolutely fail to throw strikes um, yeah. was awesome. And going up 4-0 in the first inning, like actually us scoring in the first inning and not like going down in the first inning, which has felt like the trend for the last two months. Um it's, it's, I will say, like, I'm going to enjoy watching the rest of this baseball game after we finish yeah. this podcast because... It felt inevitable. Like, that first yeah. inning, it was like, yeah. Mitch Keller has no chance here. He's just going to yeah. keep walking, guys, and they're going to get hits, and they're going to go up big. Yeah. Um, Absolutely so. brutal, by the way, to be a Pirates fan. Not a, not a soul in that ballpark. You're no, hearing, let's go terrible. Red Sox chance. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I understand. Did you see, by the way, I don't know if you saw... There was a guy who asked for a picture with Bob Nutting, and as he went for the picture, he like opened up a shirt and said, "Sell the team." Um, yep, that's that awesome. that's the energy that the Pirates need right now. Like, yeah. I need I need like nobody to go to the games, but like everyone to just be outside the stadium, refusing to pay for tickets, and then just chanting like, "Sell the team." Yeah, um, but it's not gonna that. Um, that guy was just the biggest nerd of all time. Absolutely, um, and. Yeah, just it was it was pure Pittsburgh Pirates fandom, and it was awesome. Yeah, it's just whew. but listen, Pittsburgh Pirates are hopefully doing us a favor, getting us back on track here. Um, so, are it's you at least they are, could do? Yeah. Now, are you already emotionally back in, or do we need to like w- sweep the Pirates before you're like really if like they, back in? If they like blow this game tonight, or if they yeah. lose the next two games, yeah. then I'm definitely done. Yeah. Like losing a series to the Pirates is definitely done. Even if we win two out of three, that's fine. Like I'm not gonna yeah. go one way or the other. If we sweep, then I'm I'm pretty much gonna be like back in. And it's not gonna be good for him as well. So Yeah. I was gonna say, like, so I mean it's been listen, this whole week after losing three or four to the Royals, uh, was actually like kinda great because I kinda just was like I was, like, paying attention to the games, but it was kind of like, you know, if the Red Sox went up or even if they were down, you're like, whatever, like, they're going to lose. Like, that was just my expectation. That was my bar. Um, Even the Yankees series, it was like, you know, 
there. They, you know, I wasn't, I was traveling on Friday, so I didn't see the game, but I was like, oh my God, we like walked it off. Okay, that's fine. Like we're going to lose the next two games. And then you lose the one on Saturday, but it was like a three, two, it was a good game. And you were like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, like classic Red Sox blowing the game. And then they, they win three, zero on Sunday. And you're like, oh shit, we won the series. We beat Baltimore. So, so technically two straight series wins against AL East opponents uh which, oh yeah we're no. counting that baltimore series absolutely absolutely um, counting that. uh so it's like holy shit okay and then you look at the schedule and you're like oh my god a day off and then three games against the lowly pittsburgh pirates like yeah. okay all of a sudden you could win six of seven games and go into this stretch where they're going to play baltimore toronto and tampa bay um i'm still gonna play in the like you can't hurt me mode of like i'm still like pretty much like one foot out the door on this team right now absolutely um, if yeah. they win the series against baltimore i'm going to be way too emotionally reinvested in this team and knowing you yeah you absolutely will be yeah especially like <laughs> if it's somehow like a sweep right so like let's say mm-hmm. it's a sweep and that'll be what is it a it's a four game series against baltimore uh three games three games right because it's friday saturday sunday so that yeah. would make it a uh, seven-game winning streak. Um, yeah. Oh, I would absolutely be. Yeah, way you're too... absolutely going to be back in if it's a seven-game yeah. win streak. It's going to be terrible. I mean, like I'm going to be I'll in Nashville this weekend. The next so five I'm... games and yeah, absolutely. Out. You could go and like get swept by Tampa Bay and Toronto, which the way we've played Tampa and Toronto this year seems like a very realistic possibility. Yeah. Um, I still see Kevin Gosman in my nightmares at night. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's that's not great for me now. Again, I'm getting too far ahead of myself because we haven't even won a game in fucking Pittsburgh yet. Um, but if they somehow go and make a run against all three division opponents, oh, I'll be like shouting on the rooftops <laughs> about how the Red Sox, you know, like like in like May and June, we were like the Red Sox can beat any team in baseball. Like it's going to yeah, be like that. We'll be back on that bullshit. Absolutely. Absolutely back <laughs> on the bullshit. Um your, your pal Scott here, friend of the podcast, he's going to mm-hmm. find us fucking unbearable. Like, I'm going to be oh, yeah. back in the We're group We're going to be chat. claiming that the Red Sox are better than the Yankees at that point. Absolutely. I mean, and uh, you know what's going to be great, right? And this is going to be Twitter. Twitter is going to be, like, Red Sox fans and Yankees fans. Red Sox fans talking about, like, the, like, latest stretch and, like, how the Yankees have been terrible and the Red Sox have been amazing. And mm-hmm. Yankees fans going, like, oh, like, I didn't realize, like, we only counted part of the season. And then Red Sox fans going, oh, I didn't realize that we handed out trophies in the regular season, considering they're not even yep. the best team in baseball anymore. Yeah. Uh, not even the best team in the American League anymore. No. So so I guess that like begs the important question. Um, now, as great as this series was for the Boston Red Sox, was this series more about – this Red Sox-Yankees series, was this more about the Yankees being terrible than the Red Sox winning a series against the American League East? Well, I mean, we pitched um, Nate, who has no fastball on Friday, and the Yankees couldn't hit much against him. And then you had Winkowski pitch on Saturday, and they couldn't do much against him. And then um, who pitched yesterday? It was 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 Michael Walker. Michael Walker, who hadn't – right, he had pitched seven scoreless innings. He was coming off the IL, hadn't pitched in like two months, and then he, he took a, a no hitter into the fifth inning. 
Yeah, so not uh, <laughs> not looking too good for the Yankees' offense in that series. No, um, but you got to give credit to the guys who you know went out there and got the job done, and um, the bullpen held leads. Dude, you know who might be back? Who might be back? Matt Barnes. Yeah, Matt Barnes on Friday was like the Matt Barnes of old. Twitter was popping off on Friday when Matt Barnes threw a shutout inning and struck out like the last two guys. Yeah, you totally missed that. Um, it was that's amazing. It was wild. It was like he's back from the dead. He's I know we pronounced him dead a while ago, but I like forgot. I like wrote him off. Like I said, we'd never see him again. I mean, that's how yeah, I felt about exactly. Kike, and he's out here. He almost hit a fucking grand slam in the first inning. His first yeah, swing. Like, all of the dead people are coming back to life. Yeah. Except for Chris Sale. He's going to stay dead. Which, like, yeah. Oh, oh my Imagine God. if James Paxton comes back. Holy shit. Oh, listen. Where, like, do we, when was the last time we heard anything about James Paxton? Like, that's, that's a really great like a question. Year. I feel like, here, I'm literally on Google. Um, here you go. One, oop, here we go. X Yankees, NewJersey.com is the last update I've seen from five days ago. Um, All right. Ex-Yankees pitcher, because that's how they have to lead it on NewJersey.com, on the mend, quote, not far off in rehab with Red Sox. This is from August 11th. This is five days ago. Okay. So they're saying... Clearly he was kind of far off because we still haven't heard anything since then. No, I've not heard anything. And NewJersey.com is the only thing. Um, Let's see. Oh, here we go. Another another update here from Gabrielle Starr. Blah, 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 blah. On Friday, he threw his second sim game in Fort Myers, Clock, uh, clocked his top velocity at 95 miles an hour. Alex Spear said Paxton threw, quote, his entire pitch, pitch mix during the sim. So he's out there. He's hitting 95. He's throwing sim games. So he's he's throwing, which is, yeah. which is great. Um, but Sounds again... Good. It says, even in the article, it says, hopefully he comes back to contribute before they're officially out of the wildcard race. If not, they'll try again next season. So we still don't know. There is technically, but like, listen, they got Kike back and they yeah. got, you know, Matt Barnes. It could be back. Uh, holy shit. Like, I mean, if you got Paxton, you get Story back, you get Strom back. Uh, you you got all these guys. Like, Bam's been really great. Ref Snyder's mm-hmm. still contributing. Um, you know, you, listen, Kevin Euclid went on the um, K-Rod cast on Sunday and basically said if the Red Sox get into the wild card race, there is no team that's going to want to face them. Here's the, well, he he was talking more an aspect of the AL East. This is the direct quote. He said, they're going to be scary for a lot of AL East teams to face. Yeah. Um, and listen, you bring up a lot of good points with all these guys that we might see back. Um, maybe they could be scary. I think it's still too early to tell. I think we're always on the, you know, obviously small sample sizes and we still have to wait and see. Um, and the Red Sox still have a lot of work to do to make the playoffs right now. Right now they're two games under 500. Um, they're going to have to play baseball like they did in May and June to make mm-hmm. the playoffs and see October. They've done it, um, but there's still a lot of work left to do. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was listening to Inside the Monster, um, their Red Sox Yankees recap, and they were saying, like, you know, this team has to win six, seven, eight games in a row to 
to get back in to the wild card race. And then yesterday I was scrolling Twitter and Red Sox stats was like, this team's going to have to win six or seven or eight games to get into the wild card race. Um, and so, yeah, they're, they're all right. Like that's what has to happen is they, they can't win just series. They can't win just two out of three every now and then. Um, they got to win a bunch of games in a row to get back into it because we're behind so many teams. We're behind the White Sox and the Orioles and the Mariners and the Twins and the Blue Jays and the Rays. Like, it's crazy. So, but it it could happen. Don't let the Sox I mean, get hot, as Carabas always says. The best, thing, the best thing that's happened to the Boston Red Sox, right, is in this scenario, it's the fact that there is this third wild card team. There was only two yeah. wild card teams. I would say that really significantly cuts your chances because you be talking yeah, of, you know, one of Seattle, Tampa Bay, Toronto, you know, just, or, you know, multiple, two of them having completely fall off. But yeah, I mean, so the, the way the wild card standings pan out right now, you have Seattle at the top and then a half game back on them is Tampa Bay and Toronto, um, both tied for the second and third wild card spots. Baltimore, a game and a half back. Minnesota, two games back. Chicago, White Sox, two games back. And then the Red Sox, five games back. And that's that's your wild card race. But you're talking about the Red Sox needing to jump four teams to get into playoff position. Um, yeah. As much as you're going to sit and watch, you know, obviously like the, the Rays are playing the Yankees tonight. So we want to see the Yankees win that game because the, the – you can't be scoreboard watching. If you're the Boston Red Sox, it's like, okay, we got to start string. Like you got to string some wins together before you're worried about what everyone else is doing. Cause right now you don't even yeah. have a winning record. You can't be scoreboard watching and hoping you got to, you know, get to a position where it's like, okay, now, you know, some things are going to happen. Right. But I still am scoreboard watching and getting pissed every time the Orioles keep winning. And it's unbelievable. The Rays it's keep like winning and like, how do the Rays keep winning when ha- with half their team injured, and how do the Orioles keep winning when they're not actually that good? Um, and, and, like, they're, yeah. I mean, I, like, it's, at this point, right, like, I get I get why all of Major League Baseball loves the Toronto, or the Baltimore Orioles story. See, I can't even believe it. I can't even say it right. <laughs> um, but as a Red Sox fan, I'm just like, fuck. Like this, like when they when they sold Mancini at the deadline and, and Jorge Lopez and all this fucking shit, and you're just sitting there like, uh, yeah. Well, that's like what we talked about though, where you know people were saying, oh, well, you sold on this team when they could have made the playoffs. In reality, it doesn't affect their playoff odds that much, and no. now we're seeing it because they're still playing well. You know, it's one relief pitcher, it's one guy in the lineup who wasn't even you know, that much. He wasn't a superstar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's frustrating. Every time they win, it's frustrating. Yeah. So obviously, you know, that stretch going up is going to be important. Um, listen, uh, it's interesting because you mentioned the trade deadline. Um, so I figure we, you know, it's the like way too early, like overreaction corner of we've seen two weeks of Tommy Pham, Eric Hosmer and Reese McGuire. Um, But obviously that's kind of what the trade deadline is because you're only getting, you know, two months of these guys, maybe more if you get into the playoffs. Um, So like, what are, what are your thoughts so far on, on the moves that the Red Sox have made? Um, So I miss Christian Vasquez, first of all. Yes. Um, Would like to still have him. 
Tommy Pham, so I tweeted after the Friday game, after he walked off the Friday game, that I take a little bit of, of it back when I tweeted out that trading for him was the most sell move you could make. Um, I don't take all of it back. I still don't like Tommy Pham. I still think he's a douchebag. But uh, he, like like we've said for Chris Sale and um, uh, Josh Donaldson, like he's our douchebag now. So, um, yeah, I guess we have to accept him. He's been good since he since he got here. It's two weeks, like you said, very small sample. Doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, I mean Eric Hosmer, he's he's bad at hit. Has always been bad at hit. Uh, he's better at field than. Um, Franchi and Bob. So that's something, and we're not paying him anything. I don't care. He's like a good clubhouse presence, I guess. So, sure. Glad to have Eric Hosmer. Um, Reese McGuire had a really weird bunt attempt in the Friday game uh, in extras. And, like, it was a guy on third, and Reese McGuire comes up with one out and bunts. And the guy messed it up, um, whoever's pitching. I think it was um, I think it was Holmes, so maybe it was the ninth inning. And then uh, he was like safe, and then the guy just didn't run. Who was on third? I think it was Arroyo. So that was confusing. And then Cora was just like look, looking around, like what the fuck just happened? So that was weird. But um, I don't know. He's played a couple games. I'm not gonna judge yeah. Reese McGuire yet. So no, and like Reese McGuire, this is you know as he plays against the Pirates right now, this is his seventh game with Pittsburgh. Um, Hit 500 in his first six games. Obviously, again, very small sample size. Yeah. I like to see that. Um, he's solid behind the plate, which is great. Another thing you like to see. Um, I feel like you're going to see more of that behind the plate and less of that at, like, actually at the plate hitting. Um, the biggest surprise to me has been Tommy Pham. So, like, I'll I'll read you the numbers. Um, so since Joining the Red Sox, this is game number 12 for him tonight. Um, so including a pair of base hits already tonight in this Red Sox-Pirates game. We're in the fourth inning. Um, he's hitting 288, 315 OBP, 558 slug, 873 OPS. So, like, his OBP is fine. Uh, going into today, his OBP was, I think it was, like, 290, 294. So that was, like, not great. Um, would like to see that go up. But, like, hitting 288 for a guy that, like, was not I mean he was hitting like 240 with the Reds coming in um he's been great and again walk off three home runs five doubles um he's crushing it at the plate right now um he you know has expressed that he wanted to come to the Red Sox in the offseason that he talked with Haim Haim is obviously familiar with him from their time together in Tampa Bay Mm -hmm. um they said you know they couldn't get a deal to work out um, but I mean, it seems like whatever is going on right now with Tommy Pham and the Red Sox that it's working. Um, and I mean, fuck, let's keep that going. Um, like you said, the thing with Hosmer at the plate is we knew Hosmer wasn't great at the plate. He's getting paid the minimum right now because the Padres are eating all of that fucking deal and he's better in the field than Franchi and Bobby. So that's mm-hmm. in theory an upgrade. The only place where I think you're really you know, downgrading is behind the plate because obviously Christian Vasquez, not only, you know, as a great player, as a great guy at the plate, um, was a huge clubhouse guy. I know that when he got traded, 
you know, the buzz, basically, you know, Heim had to go into the clubhouse and really address a lot of concerns with a lot of the players, especially like Xander Bogarts, who was really upset about that move. And a lot of guys were pretty upset about the direction of the Red Sox. Um, As you can so that's going to be the one. I agree with you. I miss Christian Vasquez. And it just like, I understand, you know, the one you're dealing, you're trying to make a move and you're trying to make something happen. But um, I don't know. I just like that one, I think will like be head scratching to me. Um, especially if the Red Sox make the playoffs, because if Reese McGuire, I feel like if Reese McGuire does anything terrible in the postseason, if the Red Sox get there, um, that like Heim will never like not be ostracized for trading away Christian Vasquez. Yeah, and like the kind of the thing I'm wondering is why did you have to trade Christian Vasquez when you could have gotten Reese McGuire and gotten rid of Lewicki? Yeah, Lucky can't fucking hit. No, and, and he's been terrible. And yeah, he's just not really good at either thing, hitting or defense, no. um, at least this year. So I don't know why you couldn't just keep Christian Vasquez, DFA, Pilecki, and still trade for McGuire. That seems like a reasonable yeah. path. Yeah. Um, and like the thing with Fam is, I wonder. I wonder always like with a guy that's on a team as bad as the Reds how, um, you know, coming to a contender affects him, you know, how that improves their play and, you know, kind of just improves their spirits. It seems like it's doing, you know, something to his performance so far. You know, like we keep saying, it's a small sample size. We know, we get it, but we can only judge what we got. So, you know, we have to overanalyze because it's all we have. And listen, right, right in this exact moment, I like him in the leadoff spot a lot more than I like Jared Duran in the leadoff spot. Well, Jared Duran's bad, so. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, listen, uh, like, I feel like that's uh, been, I, hasn't this been a problem for like two years, by the way, of like the Red Sox just not having like a leadoff guy that like we feel like. Cause remember, Verdugo was the leadoff guy for like a minute last year. Yeah, well, I mean, Kike definitely like solidified that towards the end of last year, and then yeah. he was terrible this year, and then he got hurt. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, they just got lucky last year. Like, we haven't had a center fielder since Jackie left the first time. Yeah. Um, and, like, we got lucky that TK just kind of took that over and took it and ran with it last year. But that wasn't, you know, the plan. He was supposed to be a yeah. utility guy. And yeah. so this year they were like, um, yeah, sure, let him try to do it again, which not a good plan because what are the odds that's going to happen two years in a row? Not good. And now we're um, stuck with Jaron Duran. Who's I, I would like hit. to, I would like to interrupt this scheduled programming to yeah. uh, let you know that Alex Verdugo's batting average is back up to two seventy five. Okay. And and he has a positive WAR. Okay. And how's his WRC plus? Uh, I don't know. I don't have it. His OPS plus is at ninety eight. I'm on Baseball Reference. That's not what I asked. <laughs> Listen, I I don't have it up. That's <laughs> I I gave you the answer. It just you don't have the one it. thing we made the bet on. Listen, now I have to look it up on the fly. I'm, I'm looking it up. This quality podcast content where we look up things on the internet. No, listen. This is we're just doing the work. He's at he's at 99 WRC plus. Oh my god, he's actually at 99. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I can't wait to buy you this chain. That's actually really good, like, for us 
as we go down the stretch here because it's going to be big yeah. stakes and like every Alex Verdugo at bat. Yep. Um, listen, right. I was shocked happy in the it. first inning of this game when he grounded and hit the gap and scored the run with the bases loaded because like like bad well, luck got, Alex Verdugo all luck. year has been. Well, yeah, but like he was due for some luck considering like That's some true. of the shit luck he's had this year. So like, but like I texted you, I was like, I, as soon as I went off his bat, I was like grounded the double play, like classic Verdugo. And then I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I got through the gap. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, we got big stakes here at, as Alex Verdugo is at the plate. That's it, right here. Uh, love this guy. Uh, oh my god, the Pirates! I I love this though. Like a nice, like comfortable five zero lead. Absolutely, like listless Pirates crowd. Like not listless is a good way to describe the whole Pirates thing right now. I mean, yeah, there's guys on this team I have never heard of. Yeah, so um, not great. Not a big uh, Bly Madras fan. No, I've heard of him. It's one of the other guys. Uh, Paolo, I think, is his last name. There you go. How about how about Jason Delay? I'm like, oh boy, Jason Delay behind the plate. I've heard that name, but I don't know like anything about. Oh, him. it's Padlo, not Paolo. Yeah, Padlo. I've never heard of Padlo. Oh, is it Kevin Padlo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was in. Um, he was in like my minors in Abbott Park. So there you go. You know who that is, actually. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna be entirely honest with you. Uh, I make fun of you for being like. Uh, I like this guy was in out of the park, but I have friends who work at like MLB network who tell me like they learn teams by playing like MLB the show. So yeah, cause you just, you just get familiar with the guys that way. So I'm like, yeah, right. however it works. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, but okay. Moving on. I had to bring up Alex Verdugo. Oh, um, tough to see Alex Verdugo go down there. Oh, we hate I'm to pretty see sad it. about it. <clears throat> Love to see right, it. Listen, he in entering tonight he was hitting, you know, four nineteen in his last I don't think I would think it was like seven games. Small sample size, but we love that. Anything in the fours. And that just means another stretch of mediocre plays. Road road to three hundred. Back on track. We're running out of games, but we're getting close. <laughs> I hope I really do hope it's like last game he goes like four for four and like gets over three hundred and like his WRC is huge. Oh no. I'll be he's no. still only gonna have like 10 home runs, by the way, and, like, an OPS of, like, 760, which is going to be yeah. the funny part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be players. just enough for his WRC so. Plus to be at, like, 102. It's going to be awesome. Uh-huh. I'll be, like, above-average player Alex Verdugo. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly, yep. a slight above-average. above-average, yep. Yep, still counts. We, we, we're just generalizing. Um, yep. But, okay, you wanted to talk about this. You, you texted me about this, so I want to give you a chance to – um, give your take here. Um, obviously, the big news over the weekend was Fernando Tatis Jr. getting an 80-game suspension, um, PED substance violation. Um, David Ortiz, uh, recent Hall of Famer and noted guy who's been accused of using steroids, uh, <laughs> decided to give his take. Um, I'm going to just leave the floor to you and you know give your thoughts here. Yeah, I mean, I don't have, like, a lot to say about this. I just thought we should mention it. Um, yeah, he said that he didn't think MLB handled the suspension well. And Here, um, I, I have the, the you quote. You have the quote? Yeah. Yeah, go for oh, it. Man. All right, here we I go. I need your best Dominican accent, too. No, that would, <laughs> that would get me, like, in a world of, like, getting canceled, like, I would. Oh, canceled. You canceled immediately, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's see. That's the that's the A Rod quote. Don't care about that. 
Um, MLB needs to have some regulations before they made public news like the one that happened to Tatis Jr. I think they haven't handled this situation the right way. We can't kill our product. We're talking about an amazing player. Like, I, David, I love you, but like, what what is your proposal here? What did, what did you want to happen? What are you suggesting? That they just not suspend him? Or not tell anybody about it, like and then not tell anyone, and then everyone is just like, "So where's Fernando Tatis these days?" Yeah, um, I I don't like. I feel like maybe it was like bad reporting on the reporter's part because then there's just no suggestion for what he wants to have happened. Maybe he's just getting it off his chest. Was that's probably what happened, but I don't know. I just found it very confusing. Like I said, don't yeah, know what to say. just um, you know. Well, and like, so I was reading about this today and obviously like Fernando Tatis comes out and says like the substance that he was using was like for ringworm, but Mm -hmm. like the alleged like medicine he was using um, is not available in the United States. So the question was, is like Fernando Tatis has been with the Padres for most, if not all of the years. So everyone's like, how would he have gotten this? Um, why wouldn't he be using something that was readily available in the United States? Um, right. well, it then his, feels um, like his dad said it was like for some skin thing. Yeah. He said it was for like a bad haircut, like a fungus. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. you guys can't even get your story straight here. Yeah. So, and the fact that like, he didn't even bother to like appeal, you know, cause like, it, like if, if you legitimately didn't do anything wrong, you could pitch, hey, this was an honest mistake, and maybe Major League Baseball, you know, knocks it. or, But, like, the fact that he just immediately accepted it, like, some could say, you know. He, yeah, I mean, nope. there's not really a lot you can do at that point. Like, if you tested positive, you tested positive. There's, like, yeah, they're not going to take it back if you if it was a mistake well and like then Um, it becomes he said she said too where it's like okay like you're telling me you took this but like i don't know that all i know is that you tested positive for this thing that's illegal right it's like at the end of the day we're not gonna know anything except the fact that we got a positive test like there's nothing else that we're ever gonna know for certain yeah so you know i just hope that he comes back and and um is as good as he was and and puts it behind him, you know, because he's right. got to watch. And the Padres so are more fun with him on the team. Yeah. You know, it's funny, right? Because, like, I think about, like, how we're going to look at Fernando Tatis in 20 years. And, like, this is going to be, like, the seminal moment because of, like, how he came onto the scene in baseball. And then he goes into this year where he, you know, hurts himself in a motorcycle accident where it sounds like he was being he was being reckless. You know, they asked him – you know, how did he get hurt in the motorcycle accident? And he said, which one? Yeah. Um, then you go and get, you know, suspended for PD use. Um, so for him, I mean, when he comes back, it's going to be all eyes on him. And it's going to be, what are you going to do? Like you said, um, I think the interesting thing will be if he comes out and he struggles right away. And that could be, you know, struggling from having not played baseball in a year. doesn't matter. The narrative's still going to be, you know, oh, he's not as good as he was. He was a cheater. Um, so it's, I mean, you know, I mean, hell, this is why it was a mistake for Ortiz to go out and say something was that, you know, all of the public opinion has been, oh, well, it's a cheater defending another cheater. Um, even though yeah, technically, exactly. you know, David Ortiz 
never tested positive. You know, there were the reports of it, but like during like the time when the rules were enforced for it, David Ortiz technically never broke a rule. Um, but that stuff stays with you. It'll always yeah. stay with you. If your name is linked to anything, it will always be that way. So for Tatis, it's, you know, I mean, he's got, he's got 12 years left on this deal after this. Um, he's got, you know, a career to go and prove everybody wrong, which for him, at least he's, you know, 22, 23 years old. Like he has the time to go and, you know, kind of make people forget about this. Yeah. And it sounds like he has some serious growing up to do. Yes. Um, the GM. Just Preller, fucking, yeah. Like, yeah, he was pissed. And he, it was like a, it was like an angry parent. He was like, we're disappointed. It was exactly it. like that. Like, yeah. he, and it like, was like, yeah. we might have to ground him or something like that, which was basically yeah. kind of like what he was saying. Um, yeah. And I would feel the same way if it was him. Like, imagine giving a dude $350 million. Yeah. And then he just pulls this shit like this year. Yeah. Um, he's clearly no. got a lot of uh, immaturity to iron out. So, yeah. Cause again, you know, like, and like, I always think like my perspective is, is always like, as a fan, I hate being that person saying, you know, what guys can and can't do like when it comes to like the motorcycle stuff. But like when your value comes from your body, like you have to take care of it. Like with all due respect, yeah, to Fernando looking at you, Chris Hill. Yeah, sure. He didn't, he wasn't even on a, on a motorcycle. He's just on, on a, a regular bicycle. goddamn I mean, bike. Yep. Yeah. Listen, glass bones, paper skin. Uh, I'm just, uh, that was the most. Boy. 2022 Red Sox news of all time. It really, listen, um, I didn't think that things could get worse than like the 2020 year where it was like this shortened season and we just like fell out of it. But like with Chris Sale, like Chris Sale's given me some real like, like 2020 like Red Sox energy. And I don't mm-hmm. like that. Nope. No, it's, so. um, I mean, yeah, it's like overall the team obviously isn't that bad, but it's, it's, um, yeah. How did we get back to this point? We were like so excited at the beginning of this podcast, and now we're like, yeah, yeah this team's team fucking sucks. Because <laughs> this has been the like, I feel like this is the perfect like metaphor uh, for, the for the season. It's yeah. been this roller coaster, the high highs and the low lows, and you just don't know how to feel. So, I mean, I, I almost want to tell people like, talk to me in October, whether we're in or out, and then I'll tell you how I really feel because then at least you know it'll you have like the closure um exactly but what sucks is between now and you know october 5th when the season ends i'm gonna be like way too emotionally invested especially like until the red sox are officially knocked out of the playoffs i'm gonna sit here and think of the 37 different ways that they can make the playoffs like you're gonna hit like mid-september and it's gonna be like okay we're you know we need the we need the mariners to go you know two and ten down the stretch uh and the red sox need to you know win 15 straight games and then we'll be in the playoffs uh and yeah i mean i i hope that by that point i'm just like out on it and like we'll be on this podcast talking about like guys we're excited about next year like you know maybe like we'll get you know brian bayo will come back and we can just like feel good about some like future things yeah um i did you know i did go see the salem red sox play last thursday and they won 10 to 2 and it was fucking awesome uh did play uh he got called up to greenville so oh right you i was that. yeah him and blaze i was like oh boy i'm like here we go they're coming to Canapolis. i can go see him play and i buy the tickets and then i go on mlb.com and it's like mayor and, and jordan called up to uh sing high a greenville and i'm like mother, mother. 
Um, they had a uh, Brainer Bonacci had a big game. He's like their like number eighteen prospect. So that was yeah. like the cool cool thing to see. Brainer um, well from my OTP Red Sox. There we go. Um, the Canapolis Cannonballers, who are the stuff. the White Sox affiliate, are terrible. So, but for fifteen dollars, yeah. you can sit front row right behind the dugout. So it's awesome. That is awesome. Um, so I was just chilling out behind the, the Red Sox dugout, you know, learning what it was like to feel like the Red Sox were a good team again. So it was great. I had a great time. Uh, a good, uh, good way to spend the time when the Red Sox were coming off losing to the Royals. Absolutely. It's just, yeah, we were just ignoring, uh, actually that, that was the night they beat the Orioles. So it was a double, it was a great night. Oh. The start, the start of the stretch run. That was it. It turns out that I just have to go see, yeah, I have to go see the Salem Red Sox play. So I am two hours away from Greenville, so I think I am probably going to try and get down to Greenville before the season ends maybe and go see a game, but we'll see. Um, But listen, we have some injury updates to update Mm -hmm. the people on Um, because obviously we talked about the Red Sox getting healthy, the Red Sox potentially going on a stretch run. Um, So the big news Obviously, today in the lineup, Kike Hernandez. First game since June 7th. Um, that's huge because I really didn't think we were going to see Kike Hernandez this year. Yeah, uh, me neither. We talked about it. We we were like, we listed all the guys that were dead, and he was one of them. Yeah. Now he's alive. I feel like we've listed him as dead. He hit a bomb months. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he didn't, but uh, yeah. It's nice to it's have an option that isn't Yomer Sanchez on the roster, you know? That's it, man. I mean, like, we – and, like, look, listen, like, good for Jalen Davis. I felt like he had a decent run. But, like, getting him and Yomer back to Worcester where they belong. Yeah, it's huge. It's great. So, Kike yeah. back. Obviously, I'm hoping, you know, he stays healthy. It's, you know, only time will tell there. But I really think the Red Sox were probably playing it on the safe side with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Refsnyder. Also expected to be back during this Pittsburgh series. Um, depth in the outfield is looking pretty good, actually. Um, yeah. Maybe we won't need to see, you know, Jaron Duran that often. Yeah, um, if we we're... stop seeing Jaron Duran. Yeah, listen, if the Red Sox were, like, terrible and they were out of it, I'd be like, put in Jaron Duran because he's a guy that maybe you want to see a future for. Yeah. But, like, right now, like, he's had enough time in that lineup where I'm like, he's not going to be able to contribute at this current moment. Nope. Um, please send him to AAA where yep. he can either figure it out or we can decide that he's not who we thought he was going to be and we can move on from Jaron Duran because that's fine with me. Yep. Uh, don't need to see any more of his bullshit in the outfield. Yeah. Um, more good news. Matt Strom expected to be back either in this series against Pittsburgh or in their series against Baltimore. Great. More help in the bullpen. Like you said, if Matt Barnes can come back and contribute, um, obviously Whitlock in the bullpen um, is great considering Tanner Houck um, went and saw a spine specialist on Monday. Um, They are still trying to establish a timeline for his return. Um, The earliest he can come back is the 19th of August. It's not sounding like he will be back by the 19th of August. No, spine Um, specialist sounds bad. Yes. Anytime there's a specialist involved, it's like anytime there's like a elbow injury and they're like, we're going to go see Neil Elitrosh. You're like, oh, it's over. Yeah. It's Tommy John. Yeah. Game over. Yeah, exactly. So not great. Um, Trevor Story, who we haven't seen in a minute since 
since the All-Star break. Um, he's with the team in Pittsburgh, took batting practice, which is a good sign considering that hairline fracture had completely shut him down. Um, yeah. The next step is when the Red Sox decide to give him a rehab stint. Um, and then the idea is late August, early September. Um, so you're talking about hopefully never seeing Yomer Sanchez again um, and That's having cool. Kike back and some flexibility. Um, actually a lot of fun. And again, Eck mentioned it on the broadcast. It feels like the Red Sox are kind of playing things safe with Devers, who doesn't seem to be 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, having guys like that back allows you to be like, hey, Devers, you know, take two or three games off, get healthy for a, you know, a deep run in September when we need you in big games. Yeah. Cause looking forward, we still have uh, two stretches of 16 games in a row without yeah. a day off. Yeah. So you're going to need that depth during those stretches for sure. And it's big yeah. series, you know, against rivals and wild card teams and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, yeah. It should be interesting well, next couple weeks. Uh, yeah. So, all right. And for the record, um, the Red Sox remaining strength of schedule, um, 12th, the 12th hardest remaining schedule. So at one point it was like the fourth hardest remaining schedule. Um, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay now has the fourth hardest remaining schedule. Love to um, hear it. Yeah. They have six games against Houston, eight against the Yankees, nine against Toronto and three against the guardians. Uh, also with harder schedules than the Red Sox are Toronto and Baltimore. So to hear that. fingers crossed uh, they can go get beat up. Uh, well, let's remember uh, that last year uh, we had a really easy stretch to end the season and the Red Sox just put us through the ringer to get through that stretch at the end of last season. So um, yeah. it doesn't really matter what the schedule says. You just got to go out and win the games. Yes. Um, also, it does feel like we're going to go to another last game of the season where like I'm stressed out about whether we're going to make the playoffs or not. So that seems very possible. Yeah. Yeah. If we're, if we're still in it at that point, that's what's going to come down to, which I believe our last series against Tampa Bay. Um, so that makes it even more uh, stressful because it will probably be like a, whoever wins gets in sort of deal. Yeah. Last, last series. So the last two series, actually, listen, this is how the season ends for the Red Sox. Four games at the Yankees, four games against Baltimore, three games in Toronto, Three games against Tampa Bay. So that Fantastic. so September twenty second to March or October fifth, just stressed. Oh yeah. yeah. Or like we just will be checked out by that point. So yeah, it'll options. just be over. Yeah. Yep. So either way. Um, but I did save the best for last on injury updates. Tyler Danish expected back sometime this week. Nope, don't like that. Don't want that. Goodbye. <laughs> Let's uh, hold on. I just I need to read you Tyler Danish's numbers so you can just remember what you're missing. Bad, uh, bad numbers. Listen, listen. Uh, a zero point three WAR, a four point zero two ERA. What's his FIP? Bad. Oh, here we go. A four seven four FIP. Hell yeah. Nope. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Just get him back in the lineup already. Let's go. He's two and one. A winning record. Come on. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Oh, he's yeah, good. That, that yeah. changes your whole perspective on Tyler <laughs> Tainan. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god. I just remember when he first showed up this year and you were like, wow, good for this guy, like showing up, hadn't played in the pros since twenty eighteen. And now I'm like, I understand. And he pitched why. way too much. Yeah. 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 That's uh um but yeah, that's your listen, that's your Red Sox injury update. Um, you know, we could get like a fun sponsor one day, like sponsored by like, I don't know, mass mass medical, whatever, you know, some hospital would be great. Maybe like an yeah. insurance company. We get like Aflac <laughs> in there. Yeah, there that's what I'm exactly. See, hurt and miss work. Yeah, absolutely. We're we'll get we'll get Nick Saban in our ads. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So, all right. Well, on that note, Spencer, that's all we got. That's the end of our podcast. Um, listen, this is this is a big week for the Boston Red Sox. Um, they're all big weeks. The rest of the way, they're, they're all big weeks. weeks. But when we talk next week, it'll be after they play Pittsburgh and Baltimore, which will really set the mood for me on, you know, based on how we do here. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, but I'm hoping that we're in a good mood when we meet next. Yeah, I hope we're following the rules again next week, coming off a win I, yeah. in Williamsport. Um, really classic. schedule where they play in Pittsburgh and then go to Baltimore and then go back to Western Pennsylvania for the Williamsport um game so yeah yeah um whatever it was like it felt like it was like a good idea that wasn't thought all the way through yeah it was they were close they were literally so close and then they fucked it up at the end but yeah like why wouldn't you flip it go to baltimore for yeah it's it's all relative like that's and that's fine they're they're gonna fly anyway so you know it's like a so all right ladies and gentlemen that's it for win pod repeat thank you so much again follow us on twitter uh, you know, let us know, subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review on Apple podcasts. That helps get yeah, more yeah. listeners to us. Um, five stars, please. Thank you very much. Four stars, even just, you know, keep we'll it, keep it, it up in the, the fours and fives. Absolutely. So, um, right, and folks. do not let the Red Sox get hot. Don't let the Red Sox get hot. That's it. All right, folks. We'll see you next week.